GM John, why don't you why don't you have a seat and tell us who your team will look like and sound like and feel like in 2024. It's GM John's turn to put a team together for the Halos, and I can't wait to see what you've come up with, Johnny. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And if you want to give back to the Super Halo Bros for all the Angel content, here's some ways that you can do that. Leave us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. And if you're not subscribed, please subscribe to become a Locked On Everydayer. And whether you're watching or listening, come over to YouTube, leave a comment, It's one of the best ways to get in touch with us and be a part of the conversation. And today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Thank you for coming to this very important episode of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros., my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother G.M. John. There it is. Hey, it's our uh, second <laughs> off season here at Locked On Angels. And by the way, we're talking Angels baseball every Monday through Friday until about mid-December. Then we'll go down to three days a week. But until then, we're here five days a week, Monday through Friday, covering all the Angels news that's out there. We've got some updates regarding the manager that we'll get into tomorrow's show. But today, Mike, it's my turn to sit in the GM chair. How about that? All right. I, I'm ready, and I have not seen who you selected, so I'm going to react naturally and and react along with our Locked On Everydayers that are watching and listening. So why don't we get started, John? Let me just reset the conversation for yes, us. Please. According to Fangraphs, the Angels' 2024 estimated luxury tax p- payroll with arbitration is around $164 million, $165 million. The luxury tax threshold for 2024 is $237 million. Angels topped out at the luxury tax payroll of $228 million last season. So if about $129, $130 million is the, the ceiling... $229. That, uh, I'm sorry, $229. That gives the Angels about $65 million to spend. Uh, $72 million if you're right under that luxury tax of 236. Now, I pushed it and went over in my episode, and so you can check out who I selected. Uh, these signings that John has selected and that I've selected previously are based on the average annual value and, and the com- uh, comparable market value on Spot Track. Um, the other thing that is really important yes. is that we did not choose the same players. Right. So if you don't like who John selected, you can blame me because I went first this season, picked a bunch of guys. And so John intentionally did not pick a bunch of guys that I picked. He went with some new uh, new faces, new names. And yeah. in this first segment, we're going to talk about your philosophy and your approach to the offseason. So John, I'm sorry, GM John. Thank you. Take it away. All right, Mike. Hey, I have three tenets that I'm going to stick to. Okay. And yes, I use the word tenets. Uh, (laughs) The first, Mike, no expectations. The second is build toward success. The third is invest in the long term, but roll the dice in the short term. Okay. Okay? Let me break down 
each one of those for you. The first, no expectations. I am entering 2024 with no expectations of making the playoffs. Now, if the moves add up and they outperform their expectations, then great, we got somewhere, right? But with no pressure of, we got to get fill in the blank to the playoffs, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, whatever the case has been the last 10 years, we're not doing that. No pressure of trying to get somebody to the playoffs, that sort of thing. There will be improvements. There will be growing pains. There will be regressions. And the most key part, Mike, is there will be answers. What answers? Who's part of your future? Who isn't part of your future? Hmm. If, for example, we find out that Sandoval is not the pitcher we thought he could be, then this is the year to find that out. Now, again, you got to have a good staff around him. You got to have a good coaching staff. So that plays a really important part. Uh, if if Renhifo turns out to only be a second half hot bat, then this is the year to find that out. Again, you and I have said previously, Renhifo's got to have a full season, and that's why he heats up because he plays consistently. Finally, answering a question of something like this, can Joe Adele be counted on? Let's find out in 2024. So essentially, Mike, I'm letting the kids play, and I'm supplementing what we already have with pieces that are going to help us next season, but again, no expectations for next season. That doesn't necessarily mean I'm sitting on my hands and just only going in with what the Angels have into 2024, but again, there's there's a real emphasis here on letting the young guys play to figure out what you have and don't anticipate making the playoffs next year, but anticipate doing it later on. And that's what my second tenet is, build toward success follow the texas rangers template add piece by piece player by player sign guys knowing that you have a path to success in the future maybe not now but in the future get the pieces you can right now while you're still letting your young guys grow so think about the the rangers adding Semyon and seager in a season where they lost 100 games right they Get Simeon and Seeger the very next offseason. They add Evaldi and DeGrom for this season. Not really sure where they're headed in 2023, but at the same time, they let Adolis Garcia, Ezekiel Duran, and Jonah Heim. Those guys emerged mm-hmm. while they continued to, yeah, let's add a piece here and add a piece there. They added offense one offseason, and then they added two pitchers this offseason. I know DeGrom didn't pitch this year, but they that's that was their approach. So, uh, they they added piece by piece, player by player. Now, one part of building towards success is anticipate your needs and the available players and answers coming down the line. So hmm. you might add a starting pitcher in 2024. Doesn't mean you can't add Tyler Glass now in 2025 and add to what you've just accumulated this year. So again, it's not an everything all at once approach for me. It's we're going to add this guy and anticipate having this guy next year or what have you, right? Okay. Finally, the third tenant, Mike, is invest in the long term, but roll the dice in the short term. And here's what I mean by investing in the long term. Long term solutions mean adding pieces that will be around the next few years. So even if it doesn't mean win now, it means they can eventually. And what area do we always talk about as a need 
for the Angels. It's pitching, specifically yep. starting pitching. We thought we had that changed because guys like Detmers and Sandoval took such great steps forward in 22, and then they regressed. We had Shohei being an ace this season, so we felt pretty good about pitching, but once again, it rears its ugly head, and we struggle with starting pitching. Sign players who can be around for the next four to five years. I think that that's really important to add to some longevity in the signing. So that's kind of my approach here. Positional depth is also an area of need. You sign your Brandon Drury, your Gio Urshela's guys who add to your depth, but also help you stave off any injuries. And then you give more time to minor league guys to develop for a few years. So you're not calling up Kyron Paris because you have backups in the form of positional depth. So I think that that's important in terms of investing in the long term. When I say roll the dice in the short term, here's what I mean. Bullpen arms. Mm. The Angels desperately need good bullpen arms. But here's the problem. Relievers are the most volatile kind of player in all of Major League Baseball, right? You can say that again, so say it again. <laughs> Relievers are the most volatile players in MLB. Yes. You don't know what you're Amen. going to get. You don't know what you're going to get, even if they have a good track record. For example, Matt Moore was great with Texas yep. in 2022. So we signed him to the one-year deal. Hey, still great in 2023, right? Another example is Aaron Loop, the mm -hmm. best reliever with a sub-one ERA with the Mets in 21. Then he was awful for us for two years. Another example was Ryan Tapera. We signed him for two years. He wasn't like elite or anything, but it was like, yeah, reliable bullpen arm that we can count on. Well, he got DFA'd early right. on in 2023. So right. rolling rolling the dice in the short term means that, yes, I'm going to give some one-year deals. I might give a minor league deal here and there, whatever it takes. If you like a guy, bring him back. Bring him around next year. Hmm. But if you're confident that someone's performance is sustainable, bring him back. I think Matt Moore is very sustainable based on what we saw this year and what he continued to do with other teams. So. Those are my three tenets. Again, one more time is no expectations, build toward success, invest in the long term, but roll the dice in the short term. So all of this is leading to a couple of things. You're planning for the future. You get the answers to questions you needed to figure out for a long time. Like, can you count on Joe Adele? Uh, does Trout need to move to a corner? Those kinds of questions. Are, is our starting pitching good enough to carry this rotation forward? And then again, no expectations, whether you inch closer to the playoffs and went, hey, you know, we we got a above 500 record this year. That's a that's a win. Or mm -hmm. you get there and surprise, you're you're there. You're in a wild card spot. Just take steps forward with the young guys that you have and play competent baseball with some pieces that are going to help you play competent baseball in 2024. Mike, those are my three tenants. What do you think? Uh, color me intrigued, Johnny. I'm really interested to see who it is that's going to be on your team because those those tenants are are really interesting. And as a fan, if I'm watching this team, I'm watching GM John's team. As a fan, I'm not getting completely and utterly disappointed with a loss and going, "Well, Otani's gone," right? Because <laughs> you, you've already set the standard for what I can expect and what I shouldn't expect. And there's also hope for. Yeah, but but in two years, this team is going to be really, really good because of A, B, and C, and we're mm -hmm. not rushing people to the major leagues. Time 
is the thing that we've talked about often. These yeah. players need time, right? And when you have time, you can trust the player that you are, the pitcher that you are, the hitter that you are. And so I, I'm really interested in this philosophy, John. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested in, in who's going to be on your team. And that's what we're going to find out coming up. That's the what. John's going to give us the who coming up on Locked on Angels. Locked on Angels is brought to you by FanDuel. And of course, our friends at FanDuel are fans of Locked on. Johnny, did you see the update from our boss, Jeff Carr, who said that FanDuel was so thrilled with being on the network, the Locked on podcast network, because they have had more people from Locked on, Locked on Everydayers, join FanDuel in the last year than any other network. So wow. that's exciting. So Locked on Everydayers, thank you so much Absolutely. for supporting FanDuel. They're a, a great organization and they're inviting you to be a part of what they're doing. And, and if, especially if you're interested in what's going on in the NFL season, right now, new customers like you can get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 winning money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. And it's just $5, and you're going to make 150 bucks. I love that. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, a lot of Locked On Everydayers have already joined FanDuel. There's no better time than right now. Apps easy to use, wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. There's also an explanation as to what each of those are if you're new to betting. And so when you go online, they really explain how things work. So check out FanDuel.com slash LockedOn right now. Get involved in all the action. Once again, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, they're the official partner of the NFL. Thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day. Hey, Lockdown Everydayers, you know, we've been doing GM week all week long here on Lockdown Angels. And over the next couple days and on Friday, we'll be getting into some of the pitches that you have for potential free agent targets and even some trades that you guys have suggested. So Mike and I are going to get into your suggestions on Friday on Lockdown Angels. All right, Johnny, give me the who. Who's going to be on GM John's Angel team in 2024? Mike, these are the guys that I am going to, again, roll the dice in the short term. So okay. I know yesterday you did your pitchers first and then your position players. Yeah. Or was that the other way around? It doesn't matter. Uh, but <laughs> this time, instead of grouping them that way, these are my roll the dice guys. These are the guys that I'm giving short-term deals to, again, okay. to help the Angels play competent baseball and see where they end up. You roll the dice and, and you know, you hit a Yahtzee and you get to the playoffs. That's fantastic, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I Yahtzee is my frame of reference because my <laughs> wife and I play Yahtzee all the time. So there you go. Mike, my first pick of my 2023 offseason goes to Whit Merrifield. Okay. He is an outfielder and a second baseman. He's entering his age 35 season, Mike, but I'm not concerned, and here's why. I'm going to give him $8.5 million per year. If it were me, I probably would give him two years, similar to Drury. So since it is me, I'm doing it. Two okay. years with Whit Merrifield. And here's why, Mike. I think it's very important to point these out. Versatility, number one, first and foremost. The ability to play second base and play really all over the outfield, but specifically the corners, I think, is where he best fits. Mm -hmm. uh, is very good to have on this team. We need that versatility. 
speed, Mike, he's 85th percentile in all of Major League Baseball in speed. He stole 26 of 36 bases last year. So wow. 26 for 36 in stolen bases. Mike, this is important, a contact first approach. Listen, he has a 272 average this year, a 17.1% K rate, which is 5% lower than league average. Hmm. He's 81st percentile in K percentage, 82nd in whiff percentage. So he's not striking out. He's not swinging and missing. He has an 82.1% contact rate. So he's hitting or he's making contact 82% of the time and a 9% swinging strike rate. So a sub 10 is really good in that regard. So again, he's not swinging and missing if that wasn't already hammered home already. Uh, The reasons why I'm picking him, Mike, he's going to hit for average. He's going to move runners over. He's a 282 hitter with runners on base, Hmm. uh, 296 average with runners in scoring position this past year. Desperately need that. And a career 295 hitter with runners in scoring position. Again, the outfield and the infield. He's speedy. Let's steal some bags again. So Whit Merrifield, my first choice. I know he's a little older, but that's why you're rolling the dice. You're going to get competent play out of him, and he's going to move runners around, or he's going to hit move runners on base around because he makes contact. So that's why Whit Merrifield is here. I love that he's good with runners in scoring position, and I love that you're addressing that particular issue with Whit Merrifield and lining him up with a Nolan Shonowell and somebody who can make contact like Nolan. Like I love maybe top of the lineup, Shonowell and bottom of the lineup, Whit Merrifield. That That's intriguing to me. So I, I already like that pick, Johnny. Whit Merrifield is not great at getting on base via the walk which is something that Nolan Shawnwell is good at. So I think they kind of balance each other out yeah, yeah. in that way. So you might see Shawnwell as the leadoff guy and Merrifield down at eight, nine maybe, so that he can be on base via the hit and also hit the you know six, seven, eight guys yeah. in front of him in. Mike, the next pickup I have is, uh, Yankee fans are going to laugh at me, <laughs> is Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. Okay. And the reason why I'm picking him as he enters his age 29 season is that he is a utility guy. You're Mm -hmm. through and through utility guy. He can play short, he can play third base and he can play the outfield. Uh, He, I'm giving him $6 million a year. I would give him a short-term deal one year, two years. But to me, Mike, he's purely a backup with really strong defense wherever he plays. He's not going to light up, the you know the charts in terms of his slash line right but he is going to play third base for you he's going to play shortstop and he's going to play the outfield he doesn't chase he doesn't whiff and he doesn't strike out often again contact first like i did with merrifield 82 percent contact rate Mm. and an eight percent swinging strike rate so one tick better in both categories than whit merrifield mike he had a 288 average with the runners in scoring position last year and he's been 266 in his career IKF to me is the perfect backup. He's this year's Gio Urshela for me mm. because you already signed Gio Urshela in yesterday's <laughs> show. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mike, the, the reasons I'm including him are defense. The Angels had a huge struggle last year with defense, and that didn't help starting pitching either because they had 91 unearned runs, Michael. So that's wow. just ridiculous. Then the versatility that comes with IKF. He's a guy who can give somebody a day off. He can play third base when Rendon eventually gets hurt, uh, and he can come in as a late innings guy if they need a little bit defense, better defense up the middle somewhere. So 
IKF for me is uh, definitely going to be my guy uh, that replaces Gio Urshela this year. Yeah, so you hit runners in scoring position with both of those guys, but then you also bring defense. So he is a he is a better squid uh, IKF, right? He's not, <laughs> yes. he's going to actually play defense and he can hit. It's not a hole in the lineup. I like that move. And okay. he's not, he's not going to swing for the fences. Cause I think he has like 23 career home runs, which right. I was shocked at by the way. Right. Uh, right. Michael Fulmer, Mike is a right-handed reliever. He's entering his age 31 season. He was with the Cubs this past year for $4 million. So I'm going to do it again. I'm going to give him okay. 4 million on a one-year deal. He struggles with the walk rate. It is around 12%, but he does have a career walk rate of 7.6. I think that if you can fine tune that, get him back to that again, I think that's really important. He did add a sweeper. So I'm sure that there were a lot of pitches out of the zone that ended up being ball four that got guys to either swing and miss or take. So that could have something to do with the walk rate, but he misses bats. Mike, he's in the 92nd percentile and average exit velo at 86.4 miles per hour. So the ball is not being hit hard when he pitches it. He doesn't get barreled. Doesn't get hard hit. I think he's going to be a good reliever. And I got one more reliever for you. Okay. Kind of a under the radar sort of guy. Yeri De Los Santos is hmm. 26 years old. He was with the Pirates. He was placed on waivers. Now he's got enough service time to be a free agent. Mike, I'm giving him a minor league deal. And okay. so if we're going to add that up, I know it's less than a million, but let's just round it up to 1 million, okay. right? Um, so he'll have a minor league deal, but in terms of adding all of the total so far together, let's just round it up. He's got a sinker at 95 miles an hour. He's got a slider and a changeup. Mike, he's got high ratings in velocity, barrel percentage. He doesn't get barreled up. He doesn't get hard hit. And he has this year with the Pirates had a 55.6% ground ball rate. He's got okay. trouble staying in the zone. He's got a 12 and a half walk percentage which at age 26, get the right coaching around him, new manager, new pitching coach, new all that stuff. Get the right guys around him, and I think that you can improve on this 26-year-old who yep. was given up on by the Pirates. Roll the dice, baby. These are my roll the dice picks. Okay. So far, I've added $19.5 million in payroll, and if we round up De Los Santos to $1 million, that's $19.5 million. But those are the short-term deals, Mike. I've got investments for the future. And that's in the next segment. But do you like my roll the dice picks here? Yeah, these feel like uh, meat on the bone type of players, hmm. right? Like it feels like I'm, I'm putting some bologna, some roast beef in the middle of that sandwich. And it's similar <laughs> to what Perry did last year with some of the moves that he made in the offseason. Um, and and I uh, before I give like all my thoughts, I, I'm really intrigued in what the investment in the future success looks like. So I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing which players you're going to sign on GM John's Halo team. Now, I don't have to wait any longer because uh, it's time to figure out who Johnny is going to invest in. So you did a lot of, uh, you know, Utility players, versatile players, and then you had a couple of bullpen pieces. Mm-hmm. Johnny, who, who's your who's your big names? Who who are you investing in? Who who can we look forward to seeing on this team, not just in twenty twenty four, but in the future? These are the names that we're getting to future proof the Angels, Mike. We're gonna make them viable. We're gonna make them successful again. If they happen to do it in twenty twenty four, which they could, I'm I'm confident that the team that we have now, plus these names, 
could do something in 2024, but I'm not expecting it. And I think that down the road, if you keep adding piece by piece and get better each year, the Angels have something brewing here. So these are my guys who I'm signing for future success. These are my Semians and my Seegers, Mikes, like 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 the Rangers did. Yeah. Uh, and the Angels, again, they might have success. They might not. But if they get to their destination sooner than they expect, that's great. So mm-hmm. these are the guys that I'm investing in to keep around for a couple good years. First up, big name, Aaron Nola. Hmm. I'm going with Aaron Nola okay. because of a few reasons. Let me give you his uh, AAV that I would give him. I'm giving him $28 million because it's going to be a competitive market. Yeah. Uh, his team, I read, wanted something in the, th- like, like 30 million basically with the Phillies um, when they were talking about a new deal possibly. But six years, twenty-eight million. Hmm. That's a little bit higher than where MLB trade rumors uh, guess that he would get. But Mike, this is why I'm going with Aaron Nola and not somebody like Blake Snell or Sonny Gray. He pitches close to 200 innings on average per season. Yep. He hasn't been hurt since 2017. The only reason he was on the IL technically was because he caught COVID in 2020 and 21 Mm. Uh, from June 23rd onward this year, or I should say June of this year, 2023 onward, he struck out 27.9% of hitters and walked 5.5% of hitters. So that strikeout rate versus that walk rate, I think he can carry that into next season. Uh, I'm solidifying the front of the rotation when it comes to Aaron Nola, the year to year changes on his pitches in terms of VLO and things like that. As he's gotten older, I mean, he's only 30. Yeah. He's been around since he's he was 22. They've been minimal. And he's mm-hmm. not he's not a high-velocity fastball guy, but he mixes pitches well, and he's creative. He's got a nasty curveball. He's the guy that's going to lock down my rotation and be the Angels' ace for the next six years. What do you think? Yeah, he's got a lot of playoff experience as well, especially the last yeah. two years. With, 235 with... ERA this year in the playoffs, by yeah. the way. Yeah, and, and that's somebody that has a lot of experience, and the Angels desperately need somebody at the top of this rotation. Okay, Aaron Nola. Longevity, Check. too. Like, yep. he's not he, – 200 innings. When's the last time a pitcher on the Angels has gotten to 200 innings? Right, right. right. All so right. that's Aaron Who's Nola. Who's next, Johnny? Who's next? Mike, I'm bringing back – Matt Moore, give me more of Matt Moore. We need a lefty in the bullpen. I'm giving him eight million, but I'm doing something a little bit different here, Mike. I want to give him three years. I want Hmm. him to be around for age, ages 34, 35, 36, and a little bit of 37. I think he stabilizes the bullpen. I think he's somebody that has a proven track record now. He's done the relief thing two years in a row. He was a top 100 prospect when he was a starting pitcher for the Rays, Hmm. and now he's now he's a really successful reliever. I want, I want my Kevin Jepson. I want my Joe Smith. I want the guy who's here for a few years Hmm. and, and is somebody I can rely on for the next couple of years in the bullpen and not have to worry about that left-handed pitching spot. So Matt Moore is my next pick. Okay. Uh, Mike, this one, I was actually pretty, pretty stoked about because I think I found a diamond in the rough a little bit. All right. Uh, And I'm talking about Shelby Miller, Hmm. uh, who's also a righty. He's going to be 33 this year, Mike. I'm giving him three million for the next three years because last year he only made a million and a half with wow. the Dodgers. Now he did miss a significant amount of time because of some neck issues, but Mike, this is another starter like Matt Moore, who 
was highly touted, highly, uh, uh, you know, praised for being a great young starter, found new life as a reliever. Fun fact, uh, the Braves traded Shelby Miller to the Diamondbacks and Dansby Swanson was part of the return for that (laughs) trade. So there you go. Uh, But listen to this, Mike. I have some great comps here. In 2023, with runners in scoring position, Matt Moore had an 098 average against and a 403 Mm. OPS. Shelby Miller, an 094 average and a 418 OPS. High leverage situations, Moore held hitters to a 196 average and a 592 OPS. Shelby Miller, a 200 average and a... 539 OPS hmm. with runners on base. Mike Moore held hitters to a 121 average with a 410 OPS, and Miller held them to a 100 average with a 377 OPS. Then this is the the kicker: innings seven through nine, Matt Moore pitched to a 241 average and a 713 OPS. Shelby Miller in innings seven through nine, 146 average and a 508. OPS. So Mike, in a lot of ways, Shelby Miller was a lot better, not a lot better, comparable, if not better than Matt Moore last season. And we all know what Matt Moore could do. So there we go. Yeah. You've just added four arms to that bullpen and, and that's a major struggle for the angels. So I like that move. You added Aaron Nola and then you added some meat on the bone. Johnny, are you done? I'm not done because that puts me at 222 million under the luxury tax, but Let's blow through this luxury tax, Mike. Let's do it. I'm going all the way <laughs> okay. to 270 million. That's because I'm signing Shohei Otani, baby. Right. He's coming back. 48 million a year for 10 years, Mike. Okay. The largest Woo. annual average value in history, largest contract in history. Yeah. It beats Scherzer's contract. It beats Verlander's contract. It beats Aaron Judge's contract. The Angels have always said they'll go over the LT for the right player. Well, this is the right player. They've always said that. So put your money where your mouth is and go over the luxury tax and bring back Shohei Otani. Because despite the penalties that you incur, the 12% penalty plus 20% on the overage because I'm 40-something above the the luxury Mm -hmm. tax, Otani earns you back that revenue and more just yeah. by virtue of being on your team. So quit whining, Artie Marino, John Carpino. <laughs> we're going through this luxury tax. My idea of planning for future success, Mike, is that Otani's going to DH next year, and I'm confident he'll be back to pitch in 2025. You've got your answers about your young stars and which ones are going to be part of the foreseeable future. Now you've added to the rotation and the bullpen. Then you have Otani coming back in 2025 because you've locked him down. And yeah. I know I'm confident he's going to be healthy and able to pitch again. And when he returns, you're set up for success. You've added your Semians and your Seegers to what you already have. If you find success in 24, that's great. But mm-hmm. if not, you've got a strong starting staff of Aaron Nola and Otani coming back and leading the way. Plus, you know, anticipation for improvements from Detmers and the young guys like that. But by the time Otani returns, you'll have your pick of starters. You'll have Detmer, Sandoval, Silseth, Canning, even Anderson. And even with Nola and Otani, you can move one of those guys if you want to, to trade in 25. Anderson's gone after 25, not to mention the starters who might emerge in the interim, whether that's, you know, draft picks or somebody they sign in free agency or whatever. 
But again, I'm bringing Otani back because I'm planning for future success. Yeah. And I know he's going to be a key part of that. And bring the Angels a World Series, baby. I love that. Johnny, can I give you a grade? Hit me. I'm going to give you a grade, not because of the players that you've selected. I'm going to give you a grade based upon first your vision and your philosophy, mm-hmm. because that is something the Angels have desperately needed and have sorely lacked in the last 10 years. John, you get an A. Because I I love the philosophy behind this. I love what you've done here. And if you're the GM and you're communicating like you communicated today, Angel fans are going to adore you. And they're going to (laughs) know that this team has has a plan for what they're going to do. And that's the thing that hasn't been in, in play for a long, long time. And so... My my letter grade is more leaning in the direction of the vision. I could nitpick some of the players, but of I feel like you've I feel like you've really solidified our bullpen, and I really feel like you've solidified our future. So you get an A from this GM to that GM. Very happy with my grade. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sorry, I gave you an A minus yesterday. I didn't know you were going <laughs> to give me an A. <laughs> Hey, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And we we love that you're here. Locked On Everydayers, we're here Monday through Friday with all of your Angel content. And you can reach out to us in a few ways. Johnny, tell them how they can do that. Yeah, get at us at Locked On Angels on Twitter, at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. Comment below the video on YouTube. Find today's episode. If you're on the audio side, come on over to YouTube. Comment below. Get in on the conversation. Let me know how I did. Yep. You can hurt my feelings. You can praise my feelings, boost my self-esteem. Anything you have to say, we want to hear it in the comments. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? We're going to stay in the GM chairs, and Johnny and I are going to tell you about the managers and the coaching staff that we would put together, and that's tomorrow on Locked on Angels. Looking forward to that, and we hope you'll come back and join us again. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Thank you for coming to this press conference from GM John, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.